This is the morning brief from the Economic Times. Asian Pins हर घर कुछ कहता है कितनी भी धुल आए घर पे ना टिक पाए बोझो वेदरकोट एंटी डस्ट पेंट क्रैक जीरो मतलब हीरो घर बनाने का सपना तो सबका है और इस सपने को अपने ही रंग से सजाने के लिए जेएसडब्ल्यू है ना आपका साथी इट्स दैट टाइम ऑफ द ईयर व्हेन दीज टैगलाइंस आर ऑन एवरीवन्स माइंड्स इट्स द फेस्टिव सीजन एंड यस वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट पेंस ओनली दिस टाइम अराउंड अ लॉट इज प्लेइंग आउट बिहाइंड दैट मेरा वाला ब्लू वॉल It's a fresh coat of competition and industry veteran but a relatively new entrant to the sector JSW is taking on category leader Asian Paints in the Competition Commission JSW is alleging that Asian Paints is flexing its muscle by arm twisting dealers stalling incentives and even delaying supplies but many would argue it's a fair incumbent versus challenger market game which plays out across all high competing categories one thing is for sure neither is giving up without a good fight we get you the insider's take on the fight as the paint plot thickens where we said we do not agree is that asian paints has not abused its dominance which is where we said like you know we do not agree with that but is it a winner takes it all situation or is there room for more Stay tuned for a ringside view from a market veteran. I think there's already a problem of plenty from a competition point of view. I really don't think any of the incumbents are expecting, hoping, praying that any more are welcome. We get you the people right in the midst of this red hot story. A Sundaresan, joint MD and chief executive at JSW Paints, and Manoj Menon, head of research and consumer analyst at ICICI Securities. on what's making this category so high stakes it's friday september 30th i'm ratna bhushan from the economic times and you're listening to paint wars a new coat of competition on the morning brief mr sundreshan the paint sector has been making a lot of news of late we've been following this story closely and we decided to get all points of view on this podcast to begin with Your company has alleged that Asian Paints uses its dominant position to block rivals by targeting dealers. Some pretty strong allegations there. Can you give us the fine print on how this is played out? I guess this is festive time and it's the time of the year where paints anyway come into spotlight so that could also be one reason why you're hearing more about paints. Of course the point which you brought about of us having alleged of competitive action is also something which has attracted spotlight more because of the recent order which the competition commission has posted. Now this is not new this is something which has been playing out for uh, about 3 years now because we faced it when we launched in 2019. that is when as a new fledgling company jsw paints and more than that you know all those who decided to partner with us faced the heat of action that is what we took up in 2019 itself in complaint 
to the Competition Commission. Of course, we were the first to do it in the paint industry. And when we complained also, we noted that this has been happening before as well with other companies in the past who had chosen not to complain for their own reasons. But we had complained, and which is what the Commission had taken into cognizance. And over the last three years, a lot has transpired. The CCI order has been out, which is probably what you have picked. Very, very interesting point you've raised, Mr. Sundreshan, that, um, you know, this has been happening to other companies as well. So I want to ask you, how high stakes is this face-off? And you did mention that it is festive time and then there's peak wedding season, which is when, you know, everyone paints their homes. So how crucial is the timing on all this? You know, there is certain activity in the market linked to this. But this particular issue is not uh, so much linked to a season like Diwali or something. So that it's not so much as, as much of a timing issue. It's more about uh, how the market is free for people in the trade to choose who do they want to deal with and who do they want to partner with. It's more a fundamental issue like that. What is being uh, raised by us, which is what we have complained about, it has not got so much to do with the seasonality. On that note, I want to ask you, JSW Paints has made it stand clear. Your company does not agree with the CCI's orders that Asian Paint did not abuse its dominant position. You've said in recent interviews that you will take, and I quote, appropriate steps. What are these steps? We had appealed uh, against a whole set of things. One, of course, is to say that Asian Paints indeed is a dominant player and the CCI confirmed that it is a dominant player. You know, there were points that the paint dealers have enough countervailing buying power to counter the dominant player like Asian Paints, but the CCI ruled that that's not the case. The dealers are at the mercy of Asian Paints. So, you know, these are all things which we had complained about, which the CCI concurred with our observation. So where we said we do not agree is that Asian Paints has not abused its dominance, which is where we said, like, you know, we do not agree with that view of the commission. As per law, there are steps available to go and uh, take this further in terms of uh, appealing, in terms of uh, other forums available in the law. Currently, we are studying the order in detail. We are uh, consulting with our legal advisors as to what the next steps will be. So I do not have exactly what the next steps will be right now, but you know uh, that is under study and we will take whatever is possible under law to get remedy for uh, this particular part, which has not gone as per what we complained about. Significant point there, Mr. Sundresan. The company is exploring the legal route also. So is NCLAT also an option because I was reading somewhere that, you know, this is being speculated. That is an option. And I think in the recent times, that's what has been uh, articulated saying that when there are orders to be appealed against, uh, NCLAT is a body to which one can go for an appeal. That's an option. Now, I want to just take you to the macro picture. Uh, You know, you said at the beginning that you've been in the sector for about three years. How do you plan to break into a market that is so intensely competitive? For any new business, for any startup, that is always the biggest challenge. 
it's also the biggest opportunity. We believe, yes, paint market is mature and competitive. In the last three years, we have made a lot of efforts right from committing ourselves to creating new paint company of the future in terms of looking at what we can bring in terms of freshness to what a paint company can do in this space. There are a whole lot of things which we are doing very different. Maybe that's one of the things which has caught the attention of competition as well to single us out. Okay, I must ask you this question now. It piqued my interest. You said we're doing things different. Can you just uh, give our listeners some uh, insight into what you're doing differently? It's a very long list. We're the first company, for instance. We are offering an entire range of water-based products for every surface at home. We have uh, offered them with best in terms of globally available technology, in terms of them being very environment and family friendly. And we are bringing in a lot of transparency into you know, what paints are and how they can be bought in a very compact range, very easy to understand range for the consumer to go about making a knowledgeable decision. You said earlier that it's a low involvement category. We believe the low involvement is because it's, it's so difficult for the consumer to understand. So we have tried to do a lot of simplification there. We call our range as a simple, swift, sure range. And then India is... Is a very colorful country and color is one of the things which consumers very keenly look at. We are the only company which thought of giving all colors at the same price, something which is very, very important and something which is very close to consumers. These are some of things which I would tend to believe that they are path-breaking. And from our experience over the last three years, consumers and uh, our stakeholders in the market, the trade partners, everybody really sees these as uh, you know, absolute fresh breath being blown into the industry. I just want to take you back to the CCI issue for a moment. Industry watchers say that these are business practices which are commonplace across industries where, uh, you know, challenger brands do face pushback. This happens frequently. So where do you see this going forward? And where do you see a resolution? Because like you said, this issue is not new. For three years, it's been happening. And the latest CCI order is also in favor of the other company. We believe that in a market like India, which is not just developing, it is very fastly moving, there has to be free and fair environment for businesses to thrive and for consumers to get choice. I think companies can try in their own ways, in a ways and means to be competitive. But if that competition is going to affect the freedom of choice for consumers and for trade, I think then that is not okay. And that I don't think is it will be acceptable for most companies, including the established companies. I mean, that's, that's what we are fighting for. All right. Compelling statements there, Mr. Sundaresan. Finally, I want to ask you, this festive season comes after two years of the pandemic where uh, there's a lot of pent-up demand which is kicking in. So what is your macro expectation for the paint sector in terms of growth? So far as the festive season is concerned, the last couple of years also, the markets opened out around the festive season. And what I meant was like things like lockdown and limiting kind of factors were not there during the season. But this is probably the first year where right from the beginning of the fiscal year, everything has been normal. We believe 
stability should help the season be good though this time the diwali is a bit early when the diwali is a bit early there is a certain bit of you know distribution of the demand some people do it before diwali some people do it just after diwali but we expect the season to be good there should be more positivity around that and that's what we are seeing with various festivities which are now taking place across the country we saw how the ganpati season went in you know in the west we will soon see how the dashara and other festivities open up so we believe that you know the mood is going to be very positive festive season should be good and everybody is clearly hoping and looking forward to a very robust season rains also have been a bit extended but i think they are clearing up uh, which should also augur well for the season to be good coincidentally mr sundaresan was with asian paints for a good 20 years and now is in a face off with the very same company we reached out to asian paints but they declined to comment My colleague Nehal Chaliawala wrote in a report in the Economic Times that the CCI has given a clean chit to Asian Paints which leads the decorative paints business clearing it of allegations related to anti-competitive trade practices. Now that we've heard from the companies let's get a ringside view from the markets. I have with me Manoj Menon head of research at ICICI Securities. Manoj has been extensively tracking the consumer goods sector for well over a decade. He's also rated as India's leading consumer analyst in the Institutional Investor Asia Money Survey over the last 10 years. Manoj, how are the competitive dynamics of the paint sector playing out? It's not just JSW versus Asian paints, right, but a lot more at stake. Look, uh, paints as a discretionary consumption segment is going through an interesting juncture uh, or a phase at this point. Uh, historically, it's been assumed that uh, paints is a high entry barrier business uh, for a multiple set of reasons. Point number one being, you know, the last mile access to the consumer, which is through the retail trade, which is still in in a disaggregated fashion in India. Point number two, the power of brands. Point number three, the necessity for having significant uh, influence for the brands with the influencers, which is essentially the painters and contractors, etc. Having said that, if you actually take a step back and look at the last five seven years, you have actually seen that there has been attempts made by Nippon Paints, there has been successful attempts by Indigo Paints, and after that there is a JSW and many more in the pipeline, uh, including some of the names you mentioned, which is Grasim uh, Astral has got aspirations. right so i think uh, it's an interesting phase an opportunity for a lot of aspirants to say that okay while it is assumed to be a high entry barrier uh, but i think uh, it is not as high as it is perceived to be so to that's point number 1 point number 2 what we have seen over a long period of time is that uh, given that the penetration and consumption levels of paints is low in india which is not very dissimilar to you know many other discretionary consumption the opportunity exists there as well but this is one industry where you actually had only bunch of players which is asian paints berger kanseneralak and axonobel maybe the top four players actually accounts for uh, bulk of the market share 80 to 90% so to that extent uh, there has been an opportunity uh, which has been proven by an indigo paints for example as a case study which would have uh, in my opinion given excitement for many new entrants to come but tell me a lot of these large players seem to be extending the cement category into paints a lot of large corporate houses seem to be following this route so is this a sustainable model and are companies trying to leverage using the same distribution channels 
The answer is actually yes and no. It's very interesting that India is possibly the only market in the world where actually consumer analysts actually look at pains, whether it go by the MSCA, the Morgan Stanley industry classification, etc. Paints is largely considered as a building material product everywhere in the world, actually. India is only where, as I said, it is considered as a consumption category. The context is, globally, many of the companies sell multiple things and not just paints. Now, if you come to India specifically, it's important to appreciate that uh, while there is a channel which sells paints, but they also sell, for example, something called putty, which is nothing but, uh, you know, white cement plus, you know, something which essentially is an integral element which has to be used as an undercoat before you actually apply a paint. Now, over the years, the cement company companies, uh, you know, has been dominant in, let's say, a putty product. But at the same time, the paint companies saw that there is an assortment selling opportunity, which essentially means that if a consumer is buying paints, he anyway needs some putty. He also needs a primer. He needs, in fact, a brush. So from a paint company point of view, it is actually an opportunity to ensure that uh, can I increase the basket size from the consumer. So if you ask me, it is an absolutely correct thing from many of the paint companies' point of view to actually extend or stretch the brand, you know, from paints to multiple other segments. So I wouldn't really take this as a paint versus cement company sort of an opportunity where yes, a paint company attempting to sell multiple other things is very much feasible and it is very much demonstrated. And why limit only to putty? For example, some of the paint companies have uh, diversified into waterproofing, which used to be perceived as a problem solution product to now creating a completely new segment to say that, uh, you know, when you do a repainting or when you do a painting, why don't you actually use a waterproofing also? Similarly, if there is a company which is uh, dominant in the putty segment, it is not that difficult for them to attempt to actually extend the brand into paints also. I'm not saying that the opportunity is there for every company to extend the brand from category X to category Y. But having said that, you know, there is an opportunity for some of the players who may have the brand equity to do that. And I do believe that Grasim definitely falls into that uh, particular case study. Now it's all about execution. Okay, you talked about creating new categories, creating new consumption opportunities. So in that sense, there's a clear transition happening from what was a low involvement category into one that's turning into brand play, right? So Manoj, tell me companies aren't just selling paints anymore, like you said, but turning into holistic solution providers. How do you see this space evolving further? So two points there. Let's say uh, out of 100 units of paints which are sold in India, 50% is where the consumer chooses which brand he requires another 50% is uh, influencer or painter driven. Now, this number could be 60, 40 or 55, 45, but broadly what industry experts believe is that it's 50, 50. So it is, it is incorrect to say that it's an unbranded segment. Yes, it is less branded than many other consumption categories. Now, if you look at influencer driven, let's say revenue generation for paints, it is important to appreciate that it is actually an opportunity for many of the newer entrants. Influencing could be monetary, which is higher incentives. Influencing could be actually educating the influencers saying that uh, my product is different. Or it could well be a case of lower prices also, right? There are multiple ways to influence the influencer. As long as the companies are able to do all of this or some of this, there's no reason to believe that they should not see significant success. Now, coming to the other side of it, where in a typical consumer paint purchase cycle, he or she typically walks into the paint store and say, look, I need an XYZ brand. Typically, in a paint outlet, the paint dealer will be keeping at least two, if not more, number of brands. Depending on the incentivization provided by the 
paying companies to the dealer. The dealer typically kind of converts uh, the the choice of the consumer from, let's say, brand A to brand B. That's exactly the market share game. Provided you have the ability to do this incentivization because there is a cost to it. Point number two, the willingness. It's always about the ability versus willingness. Manoj, like you said, the market game hinges a lot on incentivization and the crucial role dealers and distributors play, right? At this point, I'd like to draw your attention to the Asian paints issue. There have been allegations that they're sort of flexing their muscle in the market. I even read a headline recently which said, is Asian paints a bully? What's your take? What are you picking up from the market? Look, I think it's like this. Uh, in a, any industry, you know, or rather in most industries, there will be a market leader. In some industries, there will be a dominant market leader. Now, the dominance may come from multiple sources. It could be a product differentiation, a process differentiation, or it could be a regulatory requirement. For example, take the case of liquor industry, right? I mean, so it's a very difficult industry to enter and it's an even difficult industry to ramp up because there are challenges in terms of route to market and access, etc. Right? So the dominance may come from multiple sources of advantage. Now, Asian Paints has been a market leader for 30 years. So they have earned the leadership through right strategies and execution over a long period of time. So that's point number one. Point number two, any market leader typically will exercise some part of the leadership to further lead leadership, which essentially means to say that if you have a 50% market share, of course you want to increase your share from 50 to 51 and 51 to 52, right? It's all about incremental outperformance even for the market leader. So that's how I see this thing. And to call somebody a bully, etc., at least I don't have any evidence to kind of you know subscribe to those sort of statements. Okay. The point is that these are typical market practices, right? When there's a strong incumbent, they typically try to block a new challenger brand. So it's nothing new, right? I mean, this happens across different categories, whether it's cement or whether it's, you know, soaps or detergents or even soft drinks. Absolutely correct. That's exactly the way it is. Uh, look, you know, to give you an example from uh, fast-moving consumer goods or consumer staples, for example, if brand A knows that brand B is going to launch a new variant or brand C is going to enter the market, it is very normal for brand A to actually give a higher incentive to ensure that the trade buys, let's say, more of my product, which is brand A. Just to ensure that, uh, you know, there is enough shelf space, let's say when brand B or brand C comes to the market. That's just a normal practice. Trying to protect your turf is normal, which any leader will do. In fact, I went one step ahead to actually say that it's not just protection, which is in some way defensive. There are market leaders who are aggressive and Asian Paints happens to be one. Manoj, what is your current call on different paint stocks? Yeah, so we have a neutral to uh, negative stance on paints over the last almost a year now. Uh, this is a downgrade we had done exactly a year back, actually, uh, in October of 2021. Now, for multiple reasons, uh, competitive intensity being one of them. So just to start with competitive, uh, you know, likely intensity increases, etc. So going by what we know, in the last five, seven years, uh, the new players, which is JSW, which is Indigo Paints, etc., or even a Nippon, has actually demonstrated that collectively they have about 5% sort of market share in decorative paints, which is, in my opinion, is underappreciated by the market today. Market talks about Grassim, but it's important to appreciate that uh, a bunch of existing players has already taken away market shares from the current set of paint players. In that context, you have a Grassim wanting to come in with significant 
capacity announcements, which some estimates suggest that it is half of what Asian Paints has got today or even higher. And then you also have an Astral, which has got a very good distribution on the ground, wanting to ramp up their presence in paints through an inorganic route by acquiring gem paints. So the context here is it's a good industry in the real longer term, which is five to 10 years. But we do believe that uh, there is a significant redrawing of the landscape. Let me explain that part. So if you look at the current landscape, uh, you know, Asian paints and decoratives would be around, let's say, 60% market share. Now, there is a likelihood that uh, you actually have another player, which is Grasim, which comes from a large industrial group, actually likely to be a worthy competitor. There is no going back because the stakes are very high for any new entrant, including Grasim. And Astral, you know, which has also, as I said, you know, entered this segment, it's a very credible player. You know, people talk more about Grasim, but Astral also a very credible player. So when I consider all this, in industry which is growing well, the likelihood of industry growth acceleration is low to accommodate new players, which means there will be a redrawing of market shares, which essentially means we are neutral to negative, you know, on Asian paints. Axonobel is the only stock within the paint coverage. We actually have a marginal positive view with an ad rating. That's essentially because uh, we do believe it's a turnaround story. But we are fully cognizant that uh, the headwind for industry multiples Axo is also you know exposed to. But at the same time, it trades so cheap that uh, we do believe that uh, there is a likely relative outperformance opportunity in an Axo or a Cancer Act, which has got a higher industrial auto. That gives me a lot to think about, Manoj. My final question to you is, while we can expect a lot of redrawing of market share among existing players, are there any new ones planning to enter the market? I'm not aware of that. Look, I think uh, my conversations with uh, all pain companies and we at ICS Securities cover all five listed pay large pain companies. Look, I think there's already a problem of plenty from a competition point of view. I really don't think, you know, any of the incumbents are expecting, hoping, praying, you know, that any more are welcome. Welcome may not be the buzzword in the paint sector and it's definitely not healthy competition. The final word on the Asian paints versus JSW matter seems to be some time away with the possibility of more judicial tangles. But despite increasing layers of competition, the grapevine suggests that more big boys are waiting to join this messy paint party. I'm Ratna Bhushan and you've been listening to Paint Wars, a new coat of competition on The Morning Brief. This episode was produced by Vinay Joshi. Sound design, Rajas Naik. Executive producers, Anupriya Bahadur and Arijit Barman. Do listen, like and share this episode. The Morning Brief is now streaming on Amazon Music and Ghana.com, apart from Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts and of course, ET's very own audio platform, ET Play. The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. All external sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. All credits and disclaimers in the description.